What's the latest, everyone? Welcome back to another episode of the In the Paint Show presented by Ball is Life. Ronnie, I'm still in recovery mode uh, from this weekend. Obviously, my camp went down on Saturday, and then we went right back to it at the uh, uh, Beach City Hoops SoCal Clash. Um, we're going to talk my camp and Beach City Hoops camp a, a little bit later. Ronnie, but how are you feeling today, man? Yeah, just been uh, another grind. Like we said, August used to be kind of a slow down month. But now it's a full slate month, and because of the CIF calendar starting earlier, you know, you get your football previews earlier, yeah. the football games start earlier. So if, if you like to play, um, you know, both sports or you play multiple sports, that's even getting harder and harder. seems like, like if you're going to be ready to play August 23rd, week zero, you probably didn't play much basketball in the last well, you know, a, month and a half. I you had know? a few kids... Uh, from Eastvale Roosevelt, Brandon Porter and yeah. uh, Jelante and Jaquez Neal, they were late to my camp because they had football stuff in the morning. Yeah, and it's, oh, we're talking shout August out to 10th. them. Yeah, yeah shout talking, out to them. Yeah. They, you know, they they did it, and did they get there? They got there. Yeah, right? they they were there. They got there. I think uh, the Neal brothers got there with you know they did you know at least thirty five minutes of skill work, and I think Brandon the same thing did about forty or forty to thirty five minutes of skill work. So they made it. But like you said, that just shows that the. The calendar starting earlier. I mean, we yeah. got high school football games coming up this weekend, this Friday. Yeah, like Edison High School in Huntington Beach. They're in Hawaii. They're going to play yeah. a team in Hawaii, which they've done on a Friday. Lot. They yeah. do it every almost every year, yeah. I think. Yeah, they but they it, jump off to an early lead, but still, everybody's starting earlier. Yeah, it's crazy. And we still got basketball events coming up. Me too. And um, there's events around the country this weekend. Uh, I think locally, Kenny Smith's going to work out some of the better guards. And like his uh, lead guard camp, whatnot that he that he does uh, with with the Pangos brand. And uh, at the end of the month, on the August twenty fifth, we have the Bay vs LA showcase. That's shaping up to be pretty good. Uh, last year was at Kizar Stadium in San Francisco. This year will be in the South. Uh, as far as we know, it, it'll rotate. You know, maybe mm-hmm. probably rotate. And we have uh, also the celebrity contest, which a lot of people. A lot of younger fans looking forward oh, to them. see their guys, Jesser. The, yeah, people love the influencer game. You know, Dax and those guys. Um, again, I, I'm not as in tune to them, but uh, they do a good job, and they give the people you yeah. know, a good show and their money's worth. That's and something fun. that we don't understand. I was talking with one of the, our other Balls Life guys, and, uh, you know, Daniel and Darren and, mm-hmm. and Randy. I'm like, man, if, if, only, if only we knew that playing a video game and like live streaming it on YouTube or yeah. creating those kind of videos would would turn into lucrative careers. Lucra- yeah, like major money making lucrative careers and basically being famous yeah. on those platforms on what social media doing? platforms. Yeah. Like, why are you in this spot, <laughs> Right. I you mean, here I that. am, just sitting in this closet <laughs> with like stuff yeah. on the walls to yeah. to drown out the audio and talking yeah. to you. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like, I mean, the perfect example is our guy that. We saw many events, saw many CIF events, many uh, grassroots events. Is Austin McBroom? I mean, yeah. you know, he for Campbell Hall, he played with the Holidays. I mean, he's he's more famous than the Holidays. And he literally just like <laughs> posts videos of him and his family on YouTube, and yeah, like cooking eggs, right? Got, like, <laughs> jumping in the water. What kind of eggs are we having today? I mean, yeah. Fucking scrambled or yeah. or it's great. fried? Right. I mean, that's just I mean, the hey. power of what we got. You know, social media. So, uh, you know, that should be a fun, uh, busy couple weeks. Obviously, we had a busy weekend, like you said, Devin. Uh, kudos to you for doing your camp for the second year. It was at Beckman this Saturday. Uh, did you have about 110 players, maybe? 100? Over 100, 100. Yeah. 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 And it, it ran like clockwork. You have great, um, you know, guys who can execute the 
skills portion and the teaching, guys that are well-versed and well-thought-of in the industry, whether it's a junior college state champ like Perry Webster, uh, you know, noted trainer Clint Parks, and I'm sure you can give me more names of, of people who, you know, kind of help your camp make it what it is. And there's good players, and hopefully more and more good players come every year. That's the goal. And yeah. it's okay. It, you know, we like to see players that improve and get a lot out of it. You know, um, would, you know, Jalen Green or Evan Mobley get a lot out of it? I mean, <laughs> Man, I mean yeah, the, yeah they, I they, think they would. would. Yeah. That's the thing. Yeah, like, like yeah. I, I think they, what my camp does is yeah. it, it, like, we do have games, obviously, yeah. in the afternoon, but yeah. the majority of the morning is focused on skill work. So, yeah. like you said, Clint, uh, Perry Webster, yeah. and then... We have guys like Mark Rogers. He's a grad assistant at Long Beach State. Yeah. AJ Gaspora. Obviously, you and I know AJ very well. Sure. Played locally uh, at Artesia. And played college ball. Played college ball as well. He, he had a lot of stuffs as far as college goes. But AJ's, AJ you know, knows every single level of college basketball. Like yeah, what, he played what at needs to play. He played at Citrus. He played Division One. Mm-hmm. He played at Concordia. He played at San Marcos. Like he, he's been around, right? Sure. Uh, Deshaun Bryant. Uh, you know, he does a great job with the, with the, the, Post footwork and, and he was pretty highly passing. recruited out of high school. Yeah, so. he was a big time high school prospect. And then Ryan Smith, he coaches the Game Point Sixteens elite team. I think he coached the Seventeens elite team last year, so he knows, you know, uh, what it takes to play on a on a very good circuit team. And he, yeah. he did the shooting drills. And uh, he coaches at Fallbrook High School. And he told me, I asked him, I'm like, hey Ryan, which which station do you want? He's like, well, based on you know what I do at the high school level, probably shooting because my guys can't dribble more than like three times with, <laughs> without you know. Needing to get off the ball or get a yeah. shot up, yeah, because he doesn't coach. Like he's got a solid group of guys. Uh-huh. I think they're probably they're in Division Five in San Diego, and he said that they're going to be one of the you know top three or four teams in that division. Um, so he said, but you know, my guys, it's all about moving without the ball, setting up screens, and getting a shot off quickly, because you know not every team has the size and length that you're going to get at like a modern day or Santa Margarita or J. Sarah or any of these private schools like Harvard Westlake or Sierra Canyon. Like that's not normal. Yeah, to have those kind of guys. That's the highest level of basketball, and that's where I think like guys like Jalen Green or or Evan Mobley or yeah. any of these high level guys like they would get something out of this camp. Are they going to come to it? Probably not. Yeah, and that and was that's my, fine. Yeah, my point yeah. was <laughs> that's good that they can get some out of it. Yeah. But I also think like it's a good to get or like um, Matt Lee from Village Christian. Love Matt get Lee. More, more yeah, out for of sure. It. I love that, Matt. That Lee. was my point. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like a a guy who's a high school player. Maybe wants to play JUCO. Maybe wants to try to play D three, NAI, something like that. He's gonna get more out of it. That that was my only point. But yeah. a top guy would get some out of it too. But sure. you, you came and there was D1 there was a couple. Players. Yeah, Peyton Watson was there. He yeah. went through all yeah. the skill Keith stuff. Dinwiddie. Yeah. Keith Dinwiddie. Keith yeah. Dinwiddie was there. He has multiple D one offers. Multiple D one offers. Uh, I mean, uh, younger guys like I mean, a guy who Devin we'll get into Arlington. this later. Devin yeah. Arlington. We'll get into this later though. Yeah. An incoming freshman at Colony, Kylan Boswell. He's gonna be a high level recruit. Yeah, he was there. He got, got a whole lot out of it. He did. David Elliott was there. Justin Gladney. I got to think the person who honestly got the most out of it uh, was Tahina Pow Pow. Tahina. I hope I'm saying her name right. La Jolla Country Day, 5'10", 220. She's going to Oregon. Um, Yeah, let's let's start with her. Yeah, start with her. And the reason I say that, Devin, is because if if I go back to another La Jolla Country Day player, Candice Wiggins, who was the Pac-12 Player of the Year. She played in the WNBA probably Mm -hmm. seven, eight years. I think she even won a... WNBA championship with the Lynx, Minnesota Lynx. Um, 
She got good by playing against boys in junior yeah. high. And I know that because I have a picture of it. But not just that. I know that Terry Bamford had told me and Harold to ban my buddy who's been coming girls for a long time, that that's how she got good. Mm-hmm. So if if Pow Pow's playing in this event, and yeah, she's hitting shots. She's very, um, she's coordinated. She can stop and start. She she's, uh, can handle the ball. She can see up court. But the thing she I think she get out of it is she, at, against a girl, she's thinking, okay, I could beat this girl. Well, that lane and that beating that guy is probably going to close just a hair faster mm-hmm. is like what she's going to see in college. Or she thinks a pass is going to get through, which it does at La Jolla Country Day or yeah, for a high school team. level. Yeah, it's not going to get against Brenton Napper. Yeah, it's like right, she's right. going to close it down right. or tip it away. Right. So she gets a lot out of it. Like, oh man, okay. And I think she saw that. She made a couple passes, a couple got tipped, then she made the adjustments. Yeah. You know, so for a girl like that, or you say like a younger player or a lower level player, they get a lot out of it because mm-hmm. they can see, okay, I'm going to try to, you know, beat Keith Dinwiddie or Napper or one of these guys that are pretty good players, you know, Caleb Lowry. How am yeah. I going to get my shot off against this guy? Yeah. You know, yeah, so, I think, I think Tahina, I mean, she came in, I mean, she was just at the Steph Curry select camp up in NorCal for yeah. a couple of days. And yeah. so she was obviously, you know, schooled. Yeah. Like school. Well, she, I mean, she, she can play. Yeah. What immediately stood out to me was uh, the fact that, that she's unafraid. Right. Yeah. Like she came in and Malik Thomas was on her team. And and for the majority of the time, Tina Papau was bringing the ball up. Yeah. Like, like get, out, get, get out, out of here. Malik. Malik. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Like she took over the reins of that team. She was she was the point guard and uh, Beach City Hoops threw up a mixtape of her from the camp, a short mixtape. And again, like you said, she has stop and start ability. Uh, she's yeah. smart. She plays off two feet well. She yeah. uses shot fakes. She's not off balance at all. No, yeah, she she can she can shoot the ball, catch and shoot yeah. off yeah. the dribble, hits hits floaters. Uh, just a smart all around player. And I was glad that that she made it up and was so comfortable, with, you know, with her game. Yeah, to just kind of come in and, and be an alpha dog, have that mentality, because that's what she's going to need to the next level. Correct. Regardless of gender, like all these yeah. kids, that's what they need at the next level is to be able to be confident in how they play. And she she walked in, didn't did, wasn't afraid to com- competed in the in the drills portion. And as soon as the game started, you could tell that that she was you know just gonna bring it the yeah. whole time. And that's great. A lot of respect for her for, for coming up and doing that. And hopefully more girls can come in the future, or they yeah. see and say, hey, that helped her out, or they talk to her, or people say, hey, that looked like it was a good opportunity for or her. Or maybe or maybe I'm gonna do an all girls. Yeah. Skills Summit. Yeah, and maybe a couple Here guys can jump in there. Months. Can Malik jump in there? <laughs> or Big Bradley? Big Bradley, Big Bradley or yeah. Malik? Let them jump in. See what they can do. Yeah. They probably, hey, with the girls, they're so fundamental. These, yeah. these dudes probably would be like jumping out of their shoes. Yeah. Because Tahina, there was one uh, uh, highlight that Beast City Hoops caught, and she went baseline, yeah. two-foot jump stop, shot fake, and some dude was out of his shorts. Yeah. Because he thought the shot was going up, but no, she just reverse pivot yeah. and hit a little, you know, 10-foot. The beauty shot. of it, you yeah. know, and I yeah, think yeah. people, uh, I've mentioned that before, not necessarily on the pod, but I'm like, you know, people think, uh, you know, gravity is their enemy because they want to jump more. You know, gravity's holding, you know, yeah. unless you're Michael Jordan, gravity's like your en- your enemy, right? But it's like actually your friend. It is. Like if you know how to use it, you know how, like you said, get other people up in the air, get other people off balance. And there's still a little bit of, uh, uh, you know, some guys and some talented guys that I think were over dribbling a little bit. Well, it's going to come in camp yeah. setting for sure. Yeah. yeah, and, you know, they can still work on it, um, you know, in terms of being on balance, yeah. throwing passes and not falling to the side of throwing passes to driving one way. Okay, you drive and you stop, like like pow-pow, then you stop. Don't mm-hmm. fall out of bounds. Guys are 
flailing to the three-point line. and follow. It's just not good fundamental basketball. So as a group, we continue to press that, continue to hope to work on that. And overall, the, I think a lot of players got a lot out of it. And, I mean, you've been doing a lot of camps, Ronnie. Yeah. You've been to yeah. high-level, high low-level level stuff, yeah. low-level stuff, yeah. uh, skills stuff, ca- uh, games only. What was your opinion on my camp? Be yeah. brutally honest. Um, as far as how it was run, um, what could be tweaked to be better, what you think was good and should be kept, and yeah. things like that. I, I'm curious to get any and all opinions. Yeah. I've gotten good feedback so far. Um, but yeah, what's, what are your thoughts? Um, you know, in terms of the the skills, I, I don't see anything that needs to be changed too much. Okay. Um, again, maybe it could be a, a focus on, let's try to push, if you use Deshaun or somebody else, let's try to get 15 to 20 guys in there 6'6 six, six or taller. I know it may okay. not be easy yeah, yeah. to get more balance of yep. a post play. And for a couple games, it was like 10 guards. Oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, so if I think we I have Deshaun there, let's get some guys dude, in there. I think, yeah, yeah, I think I only, as far as registration went, dude, I think yeah. I really only had like, yeah. like four guys 6'6 six, six and over. <laughs> okay. Caleb Lowry, Andrew yeah. Pipersburg from Sarah. Yeah. Like, I can name them off. And Grant, they're not really I mean, post Andrew players. Right, not post, but Grant Toll, he was 6'5. He's not a post player. He's not a post player. Like, yeah. It, it's weird to me yeah. how. Big men don't want to do these camps, but they they should even. They so maybe to. you could have a something where, like, say, let's go big men in the morning and the perimeter low later, and like, come meet for the game. I'm or all for like that. Yeah, I'm you all know? for doing yeah. a big man camp. Yeah. The problem is big men don't want to be big men anymore. That's another. That's problem. the problem. Okay. That that's something we can work on or try to uh, for the next year. We could try to bring the point home. Yeah. No. I, I, I would like to have seen. I want big ten men, men there. Yeah. Just to balance out the teams. Yeah. And you can, you know, get a shot blocker in there, a guy who's patrolling the paint a little bit. Right. Or just so we can see more post-entry passes. Um, I agree. That kind, of, that kind of thing. And plus, you can work with Deshaun and other guys. They, they know post drills. It's good. Yeah, it, it's, 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 it's good for big men. What yeah. else? What so else? That, um, you know, uh, I think that's the main thing. I think just continuing to have a balance of, of uh, good players and, mm-hmm. and guys who want to get better. I think um, whether they say it or not, I think, a, a lower level kid, let's say he's was on JV last year, mm-hmm. and he was at your camp. He wants to play as, as or wants to be known that he played at a camp with Dinwiddie, yeah, uh, Judah Brown, Peyton Watson, right, that kind of thing. Yeah, it helps us bring in more guys. So that just keep working on that. Yeah, you know, the higher level guys you get, uh, the better. Um, I get that they have a lot of responsibility. They have other things they got to do. They just got over a long, you know, period of playing. So it's always going to be uh, um, uh, that mix. And then there's also the mix of what happens if the NSA calendar changes on you. Then do you have to change? Yeah. You know, that kind of thing. Oh, Devin, we can't make it. We're, we're uh, you know, we just got over playing in a live period on August 4th. Yeah. They're like, well, that affect you in the future. Again, I'm not saying it, it, it is, but. It could. It, it could. could. It could. The thing, yeah, the thing with the high because level Because then, then look at like yeah. Dinos' camp. Uh, I'm sorry, Dinos' last term. It went a week later. So maybe if some players were like, ah, I would have went to that camp if it was August 17th, you know, just yeah. again, just throwing that out there. It's always something to work on. Us. And then also, um, you know, let people know where they can get uh, more information about your camp on site or like uh, a banner to say, hey, you know, banner, I'm going to have yeah. some results of on who's com, balls life, whatever it is that you're going to portray some some type of results. So those are the two or three thing main things. Okay. You know, continue to work on getting post players 
just continue to work, uh, be cognizant of the calendar and to promote it internally because you're doing a great job promoting it externally. Mm-hmm. You know, using social media, letting people know the dates. I don't that that is not a problem. That that's a great job. Gotcha. So, you're just talking about branding more more yeah. branding purposes. Yeah, just to let so so people know. Uh, I will put out a, a top twenty from the camp, or maybe I'll even go to thirty. I've been working on it, and it'll be out on BallsLife.com uh, within, you know, probably, probably by tonight. Yeah. Uh, meaning early in the week, and um, Monday you know, night. It's and just my- to sh- it's just to show people. Okay, again, it's not Devin. I know you're not big on that at all, and and for me, and I may have said it before on another pod is, I want people to know who was there. I want people to know who was good there, and then five years from now, are am I really going to remember that? Uh, let's say Mason Hudnall from Moro Catholic was Two, yeah two twenty two yeah. yeah. Am I going to remember that what Kyrie Dunn did? Unless I have Kyrie a Dunn's list good, of it, right? And Kyrie unless I have, good. unless yeah. I have a list of it, say hey, you remember? Now the, my list could be wrong, and it, it's it's subjective. You know, um, I think the 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 top players by performance. Um, again, I'll just throw it out there. We'll start talking about that. Were yeah, Napper, okay. Keith Dinwiddie, and maybe David Elliott from Birmingham. Okay. Um, you know, Napper's very good. He's explosive. I, I Very few guys can guard him. Again, you may have a different point, but my point is 10 years from now when your camp's 10 years in, someone say, oh, yeah, I remember that guy, uh, you know, Dinwiddie played at, you know, Washington or whatever. Again, I'm just wherever throwing he goes. Yeah, wherever he goes. Oh, he went to your camp. That's cool. Right. You know, oh, I remember. And I say, oh, Ronnie, you were there? Yeah, I remember. He was one of the top five guys there. Yeah. So it's, it's almost a works for me, but it just gives people a sense of what happened a long time from now or down the line. Because like you said, Devin, I go to so many camps. Yeah. It, it's to keep it in uh, perspective, mm-hmm. you know. And, and it's, it's also to be on social media a little bit to say, hey, why is my kid behind this kid? It's to, to build interest and to get people talking, too. Yeah, and people will talk, for sure, yeah. no doubt. Yeah. And I helped you. Yeah. You asked me, you know, because, you know, you can't see everybody at, yeah. at length for yeah. for all that. And yeah. uh, so you asked me to help. I helped. Uh, sure. Kind of gave you some, some other guys right. who... I saw and yeah. I thought were really good uh, that you may not have seen enough of to yeah. get a true evaluation on them. But sure. let's start with kind of talking about top players and and um, we'll start with the guys we already knew coming in, right? Okay. Like the Dinwiddies, sure. Uh, David Elliott, um, Daniel yeah. Daniel Sparza. I thought I think he that's the guy. He's one of the best players in Orange County, and what I like about him the most is he he just brings it. Every single time he steps on the court, no matter what the setting is, right? Yeah. Spurs is always competing. Yeah, uh, he does. He's a talented kid. Uh, I thought Dinwiddie did, he does the same thing. I mean, he's wired to score. Sometimes Keith may take a, take a some shot. bad shots. His a shot, shot selection you don't probably needs some to. work, but a lot of times he makes those shots. Yeah. And the funny thing is, uh, I got to shout out Beckman, uh, Coach John Goins, and his his crew. I mean, they do a, a great job of helping me get that thing set up. Like John Goins, literally, like we're we're there on Friday night from. Five o'clock until seven thirty, and John is helping me put chairs out. Right, he doesn't open mm-hmm. the thing and just yeah. walk away. Like John's yeah. helping me put chairs out. He's getting everything set up for me. So big time appreciation to to John Beckman and and Tustin Union School staff District there. and his staff. Yeah. They do a great job. But um, that's great. He was coaching Dinwiddie's team, and he was like, "Damn, I wish I had." He's like, he was actually coaching his team. He was like, "I think." He's like, "I think." Um, any of these guys were on Beckman, they'd be the player of the year in my, in my league. <laughs> yeah, that makes sense. Because if you yeah. don't know Dinwiddie and you're like, oh, wait a minute, you didn't, you know, oh, he hit, he took that shot, dang. 
But then after a while, he starts hitting like, them. Damn, that shot went in. Yeah. yeah, you know he's. It's I could see where a coach who doesn't have a talent like uh, Dinwiddie um, will be. You know, you'd be like, wow, this guy can really can really play, and yeah. obviously he can. Um, I liked Will Matthews from Balboa School. I didn't know that much about him coming in two twenty. He was at Rancho Christian, I think, before, before that. Okay, yeah, I think he might be postgrading at doing a postgrad at Bal- Balboa. Got it. Uh, but he was making. I mean, he made. Every single catch and shoot that I saw him take, he made. Yeah, got it. He was and doing. Yeah, he did a good job. Um, and then I like to say on the on the on the other end is, you know, Malik Thomas from Content Magic had played with their, I guess their silver team. I'm not sure if I correctly. It was that premier Content Magic premier, premier, premier with Issa and DJ Correct. Davis. Correct. So, um, he played good at times with that team, and at times didn't play the way he wanted to. Mm-hmm. And I've talked to his dad before, and, and, and again, just to share some thoughts about what people think in the recruiting process. And he goes, well, I go, Stanley, he's not 6'5", six, 6'6". Six, six. So he's got to adjust his game. He's got to have realistic expectations, and he understands that. So he played with the Compton Magic, I would call it, quote-unquote, main team at the Fantastic 40, and he played terrific. And they won the event without Evan Mobley. You know, Evan Mobley's been nursing a back injury. He's been kind of taking it easy since he played on the 19 and under uh, USA team. So, you know, he plays really good. He's shooting really well there. And then again, as a as a thing where we talk about knowing uh expectations, knowing like you said who you're playing with, like mm-hmm. we said about Papa. So, Malik comes in and he's playing against players but maybe are not as play- as talented as the guys he's seen on Expressions Elite, on Belmont Shore, yeah. on EYBL. So, okay, I can dominate and I can take these guys whenever I want. So sometimes that worked, but sometimes it didn't yeah. on Saturday. So yeah. it's some things we're talking about. You always got to be working on your craft. Always got to be getting better. Because I think he knew I can dominate these guys physically. Okay? But uh, you're not always going to in college. Right. You know what I mean? Yeah. So show what else you can do. Right. Show what other things uh, you bring to the table. Um, because you obviously can... You know, we at know this Malik, level, yeah, we know Malik can, yeah, can at, play. at this level can can dominate people can, physically and correct. Obviously, a big time shot maker and scorer. And he was hitting some shots. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. And then no. that was a, but it's just a good point to we bring up. It's always an evolving process of yeah. What can I make? What can I bring new to my game? What wrinkle can I add that a college coach or somebody's gonna say, hey, that that uh worked out great. You know, he I I played great. So, it's shout out to him for coming and for always competing and wanting to get better. And uh, same thing with a few other other players, uh, such as Esparza, Grant Toll from Gridley. We kind of mentioned him. Yeah, he was like a, a small forward. It was funny because, yeah, small forward. Yeah, he's like a small a, forward type. Yeah, his mom hit me up uh, yeah. maybe like right before it sold out. She hit me up and she was like, hey, do you have any more spots? We're in town. You know, we're, we're at Disneyland. <laughs> like just hanging. And she's like, but, you know. What good is that going to do, She's Grant? like, yeah. yeah. She's like, well, we're in town. So if you got yeah. a spot, let me know. And, you know, Grant yeah. showed up. And obviously we've seen Grant plenty of times that, Various Pangosoft, Frost, Soft Camps, uh, playing with one of the Compton Magic teams as well. And uh, I like Grant's game because he's not the most athletic or quick or yeah. explosive athlete you know, on the floor, but he's another guy who knows how to play off two feet, knows how to use pivots to his advantage, uh, plays with his back to the basket a little bit. So he's kind of an unorthodox player for a lot of kids to guard yeah. because you don't see players like him a lot who have such good footwork and IQ and, you know, know how to use shot fakes and step throughs and finish around the basket, even though they're not finishing above the rim, right? Sure. So Grant, I think Grant did a, did a good job of, of using his 
IQ and footwork and um, really just overall feel for the game to, to stand out among all those players. Um, another guy who is of the know because his, his dad is very active on, on Twitter is A.J. Bergen. Uh, he only played one game. He had a family re- sure. reunion to go to. But A.J., you know, he, he's just a, a good all-around basketball player. Definitely. Very good all-around basketball player. What were, your, what were your takeaways on A.J. in his one game? Yeah, I thought he played well. He was moving the ball. Guys were also moving the ball. I think A.J.'s um, uh, feel for the game and what he brings, uh, because he has a, a such a good personality and wants to do team-first things. And yeah, a lot of guys like him. Everyone yeah, likes A.J. They like yeah. him. So yeah. if they, he makes the extra pass, they're going to make the extra pass. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And it becomes contagious. So that's what I saw that I liked. And he was able to take a few to the basket and um, finish. So he played good in his game. So if, if AJ and, and and you know Aaron, Big Aaron, you know big, you when, know big when, when they see him, when they see him on the when you see him a little lower on my list, it's going to be because yeah, yeah, he yeah. played one game. Same with Peyton Watson. Yeah, he played same a half. with Peyton yeah. Watson. So I'm not going to put Peyton Watson on there because if I have 20 guys, I want to make sure I get the tw- sure Pey- the 20th guy who played. Yeah, Peyton yeah. played. Peyton yeah. played. Uh, he's been playing a lot. So yeah, um, you know, I'm good friends with uh, his uncle Brantley Watson and his dad Julio is a great dude. Uh, Peyton played a half. And I think he had like 15 or 20 points in that, yeah. that one half he played in. Um, so and it's then not he a, shut it down. Yeah, but yeah he's going to be lower on say, the list. Yeah. yeah, it's not a stretch to say that he would have been one or two on the list if he, he'd have played be, both he'd games. He'd be one or, one or two on the list, yeah. yeah. I mean, With uh, Napper, Dinwiddie, that, whoever it is of that level player. Based on how they played, correct. Yeah, just based on how they played. Right, but as far as, as, far as uh, long-term prospect goes, I don't think there's very many players out West in the 2021 class who are – a better long-term prospect than Peyton Watson, just based on, I mean, six, six, pushing six, seven, yeah, uh, length, athleticism, all that stuff. IQ, he, he shoots it because when Peyton Watson came into high school, he was like a he was a catch and shoot guy because he was gotcha. so frail. He came, yeah, to the, he, he came to the prep hoops top yeah. two fifty camp, uh, going into his freshman year. I think that was in August, heading into his freshman year, poly. And he literally, the thing I wrote, I have, I still have the notes from that day. I think I sent a tweet to his uncle Brantley uh, via text. Uh, that I put out, he was just a shooter. That's what he was. He yeah. catch and shoot, and he nailed a ton of corner threes. But now, I mean, he's really. If you're talking about guys who have evolved their game on a consistent yeah. basis, year in and year out, Peyton Watson's that guy. Yeah, I think he had a really good game when I saw him. I did the game for Fox with uh, my guy Paul, my guy Paul Westfall. It was at uh, the Nike Extravaganza last season against Fairfax. Yeah, Fairfax won the game. But yeah, Payne, Payne had some really good moments where you say, okay, this guy's going to be a big-time player. He, he can have a really big summer. I think me and Paul, me and Paul talked about it on air. Um, obviously, that game was uh, after, like I said, the Nike Stravaganza, and Fairfax had a really good team. Dinwiddie uh, hit some shots in that game as well, uh, and obviously, uh, they were a little too too much on the perimeter with, and with Dalen Williams, and, and they won that game. So it'll be interesting to see what type of season he has this upcoming year because it won't be as guard-oriented or uh, our Coach Salton Diggs won't have those three senior guards. I mean, it's, Peyton, it's Peyton's team, right? Yeah, so, you know, we'll see what kind of season that, you know, that leads to because he has a lot of ability. He's going to um, put, put up big numbers, I think. He's going to yeah. put up massive numbers. So let's go to the next guy. Uh, to Javis Miller, I thought yeah. was very good from Servite. He is uh, originally from out, uh, down south, yeah. if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, his dad's a yeah. offensive line coach at uh, University of Laverne. Um, Interesting. And a lot of people tell 
Thavis is his name. I'm saying I'm saying it wrong. No, no, yeah. Thavis is his dad's father. name. Yeah, his father. Yeah, no, Sir Javis. But yeah. Thavis, everyone's always telling him like, why isn't Javis playing football? And he's like, well, he likes basketball better. <laughs> like, I mean, that, that's yeah. fair. And Javis, yeah. obviously, he's uh, he was a first team All Trinity League player uh, at Servite this past year as a freshman. So that's pretty impressive. And yeah. he, he Javis is another guy who's not like super vertically explosive. But he's so strong that he yeah. can get to the basket whenever he wants and finish because people just bounce off of him. I mean, yeah, he, his body strong is kid. so strong, and he's shooting it better. That's the key for to Javis is going to be catch and shoot threes, uh, and shooting threes off the bounce and kind of creating space uh, from those perimeter defenders to get that shot off. That's going to be the key for him. But he was doing plenty of that in my camp, and he, he's a real quiet, respectful, and really nice kid. He's just yeah. out there hooping, and I like I like that about him. That's great. Um, Sarah of Gardena had a few good players. Jeremy Dan yeah. Smith was there. And Kamani I, Nelson, big I thought he did well. Yeah, Kamani Nelson, the six six kind of stretch yeah. four man. I like him. Twenty twenty two. Malik Sparks. Yep, solid player. Laquan Cole was there, <laughs> dude. Uh, Bernard, shout, out, shout out Bernard McCrumbie. I mean, he sent ha- he sent a like, ton of his players and him in conjunction with uh, Gary Franklin because all these kids play for Cal Supreme with Gary it, Franklin. With Gary Franklin, interesting. Uh, and they sent so, a bunch of guys out. Yeah, Jeremy Densmith did very well. I'm a well. big fan of Jeremy Densmith. Uh, talk a little bit, Devin, about the Shadow Hills kid, Dominique Escobar, yeah. six four, small forward. Yeah, we can move into guys or maybe who kind of emerged. Guard. Let's move into guys who kind of emerged, uh, and we didn't know too much about them. That's the thing I like about my camp is I'll get registrations from people, and I'm like, I have never seen this kid play. Yeah. And I don't know what to expect. And then you watch him, and you're like, damn, this kid's pretty good. And Dominic Escobar is one of those guys. Uh, Shadow Hills High School in Indio. Well, he's about 6'4", Ronnie, real strong, 6'4", yeah. kind of a three-wing three forward kind of guy. Um, but, dude, he just competed. He was a beast on the offensive boards. Yeah. Um, uh, can shoot it out of three-point range a little yeah, bit. Yeah, he had but a nice three-pointer. He, yeah. he had a couple three-pointers. I'm looking at my notes here. Yeah, but he's an active slasher. And yeah. what I liked about him is he just he just picked up 94 feet defensively and yeah. He really challenged people on the, on the defensive end, and that's what stood out to me most about him. He competed at a high level for the entire camp and really got a whole lot out of it. I think. Yeah. Well, we always talk about uh, players. Me and Mark Tennis from Cal High Sports. We talk about guys that are not in big um, like circulation markets in terms of newspapers or like coverage. We always talk about guys from like Oxnard to like the lower Central Coast section, which uh-huh. would be like. Um, seaside, that whole yeah, area yeah, yeah. of like the one on one, Morro Bay, all that. Morro Bay, all that. They don't get a lot, but there's players here and there. Sure, players that have gone high level. India is one of those and, locations. And I think when you think of like the Coachella Valley, there's players once in a while that are pretty good. Mm-hmm. Now, obviously, Palm Springs High might get some some good publicity here and there, but you know, Indio, you know that area, Twenty Nine Palms. Yeah. Once in a while, there'd be some good players. And Dominic Escobar was. I mean, what, what did you like about him the most, Ronnie? Yeah, I, I like the fact that he covers ground when he drives. I just thought he had good ability. Like powerful. You, yeah, yeah, when you look at the camp, you know, if you're drafting from the camp, you know, he'd be one of the top oh, 15. I'm taking, yeah, yeah like for sure, because he just 10. He, he yeah. made winning plays. Like, he's a guy who's going to help you win games, and I think... Just a, when I mean draft, I mean draft to help you win high school games. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. You know. Yeah, and his buddy, um, yeah. Isaiah Skinner, his his dad, Trent Skinner, is the coach at uh, College of the Desert, uh-huh. junior C-O-D. college out there. Yeah. Uh, and Isaiah Skinner, 6'4", goes to Xavier Prep. Real long, frail, but he, I mean, he hit shots after shot after shot. Uh, his three-point stroke is smooth, and I thought he thought he was another guy who helped himself at, at my camp, Isaiah Skinner. Uh, I believe he was wearing number 64. Yeah, Isaiah Skinner was a, a good player. 
Um, no doubt about it. Um, moving on further on the, as we go on, the other guy, obviously, that kind of, uh, we'll, we'll, we'll finish with our kid from Illinois, but let's talk about yeah, a few yeah. other guys that, 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 that maybe. That'll be the, of, young, the young group we finish yeah. with, but more guys who kind of maybe, maybe you, not, you didn't know about coming in, but are on your radar now. Yeah, the kids from Sacramento area. Yeah. You know, I didn't know too much about Kyrie Dunn. He's good. From Sacramento Burbank, 220, like a combo guard type. Maybe he maybe he is a, a position guard, but it, he, he can play either guard a little bit to me. And another young player, Micah Houston from Capital Christian, a 223. So those, those guys stood out to me as being pretty talented. Yeah, I liked... And, uh, uh, Mason Hudnall from Moral Catholic. Yeah. 6'4". He had similar body type. type as Isaiah Skinner in a similar game, kind of catch-and-shoot three-pointer, uh, able to attack you know bad closeouts and get to the basket. I think he has a lot of upside uh, to his game. And then uh, there was a 2023 as well, Cameron Manning Fuyamono. My bad if I, uh, if I didn't uh, say that properly, but 5'9 point guard from Monterey Trail. Just a good overall feel. He's still got a, you know, t- we're talking 2023 here. Yeah. Still has a ways to go, a ways a to development go. go, but he has, he played the right way uh, throughout, and I really liked the way he played. Uh, he They showed up a little late. They had uh, traffic issues, obviously, coming from Sacramento to sure. Irvine, and, and that, sure. that's a tough thing, but they they hopped on the court and, you know, acted like they belonged from the beginning, and I thought they all did a good job, the guys from Sacramento, and I appreciate uh, the ground-up guys for coming down. Yeah, they, uh, there is a lot of talent in Sacramento. Again, it's an an area that I think is going to continue to grow again as the Bay, San Francisco Bay Area just becomes so expensive to live in. With the whole greater Bay Area, whether it's South Peninsula in the city in San Francisco, even now the East Bay in Oakland. You know, people are going to need a place to live, Devin, as we talked about in L.A. It's going on in L.A., you know. So Sacramento is going to continue to grow in population. Oh, yeah. It's going to continue to have players, and there's – very good players. Obviously, people know about Sheldon because they've been in the NorCal Finals. They've been in the state final many, many times in the last five to seven years. But there's other good, very good players at various schools. Yeah, yeah. I think another and guy. And other good young players yeah. that are coming up. I think another local guy who helped himself in my camp was Matthew Brookins from Westminster. Younger brother yeah. of Miles Brookins who played at uh, Modern Day. And he went to LaSalle, I believe. And now he's back on the West Coast at Cal State Northridge. But uh, Matthew Brookins is one of the few big men, like true big men, who were there. Yeah. You know, six six, but he's built like I mean, he's built, built like a tank. Tank. He's like two two thirty, just strong as an ox. He's he's dropped a little bit of weight and and kind of transformed his body a little bit, which has helped him uh, as far as athleticism goes and moving ar- around the floor and being able to be a pick and roll guy. Uh, but I thought whenever his teammates you know looked for him and found him in the post, he scored easily because there was really no one who could guard him. Yeah, uh, but I thought he he helped himself a lot. And another guy uh, from Fountain Valley High School, Jeremiah Davis, six two six three combo guard, just big time scorer. As long as he's locked in, Ronnie, and yeah. playing, you know, you know, giving effort and you know, playing the right way, he's he's extremely talented and has a chance to play at the next level. He just yeah. needs to continue to you know run the motor. Sure, play yeah. Hard. Jer- Jeremiah Davis did a good job. Um, I, I saw him finish some nice baseline drives and just mm-hmm. get into the get into the key a bit. I thought he did a good job. Um, he's a good player. And his Fountain Valley teammate, Aiden Caceres, is, he's a two twenty two. He's a big-time shooter, big-time shot maker. And More he's a, a good player, right. yeah. yeah. I mean, he, he makes open catch-and-shoot threes like like nothing. Um, another guy I thought kind of 
came onto my radar was Corey White from Narbonne, an athletic 6'5 wing. Plays for Lionel Benjamin in fast break. I liked him a lot. Number um, 119. Um, Leighton Bess, 103. You and I talked about him a little bit uh, from San Lorenzo up in the Bay Area. Yeah. Number 103. Uh, big physical. He's like 6'3", but, I mean, he weighs probably 185, and it's just jacked. Uh, he competed the whole game. He was – I sit, sometimes I sit on the benches to see how the kids are, you know – they're talking on the bench if they're, you know, encouraging teammates, things like that. And he was one of the guys who was very vocal on the bench, uh, just encouraging guys. And I, I kind of appreciated the way he, he came in and, you know, um, the way he approached the camp and what yeah. he wanted to get out of it. Great. He did a good job. Yeah. yeah. I thought I saw him play very solidly um, in the game I saw. You know, um, I don't know how much, like, wiggle, like you said, how much wiggle he has, but I don't know yeah. if it matters. He can yeah. contribute in other ways. And does a lot of other good things. And I guess um, to close out those guys, we talk about young guys and guys who made a name for themselves. I guess in all three things, we didn't know much about him, made a name for himself and has a great future, is our guy um, who's going to Colony with Brenton Knapper. And that is Kylan Boswell. Yeah, Kylan Boswell is uh, probably one of the, the better players yeah, in the camp. Yeah, yeah, he was impressive. Can really shoot. One game he, he he did really well with the shooting, and then the next game I thought he was distributing, making plays. Um, you know, our guy Frank Brosen doesn't get excited much when he goes to camps, but he <laughs> goes, man, he's hitting shots. He has five, six threes. I'm like, oh man, he's, you know, you can see when Frank gets excited, he doesn't get excited often. Yeah. You know, uh, the last time I saw him really get excited is like when the first time he saw Charles Bass, he was just like, I'm <laughs> yeah. gonna take this kid back to California. Yeah. I'm gonna move him to Laguna Niguel. I think <laughs> our guy Kyle Boswell, Kylan Boswell, fits into that mold. Like Frank would put him in his oh, guest room if he could. Oh, for sure, yeah. Kylan Boswell. Yeah. I'm Jerry DeFabus, the coach at Colony, hit me up and he said, "Hey, I got a kid uh, new to the area from Illinois. Uh, I think they're from Champaign, is what his dad yeah. told me. Uh, is there a spot in your camp? Yeah, there's a spot left. And he's like, okay, this kid's really good. You're not gonna be disappointed." Yeah. After the camp, I texted Famous, <laughs> and I was like, dude, you understated this yeah. guy. Yeah. His overall feel, I mean, he just yeah. did everything. He has great uh, perimeter footwork. Work. He's efficient with, with his dribbles. He passed the ball. He gets off the ball. He moves it in transition. Uh, he, he doesn't make very many bad decisions. He knows how to set a screen to free a teammate. The kid just gets it yeah. all the way around. He played, I asked his dad, he played for Mean Street's uh, youth program. One of the younger ones. Yeah, one of the youth programs this past summer. And obviously his his game just I mean, even in the tr- in the drill portion you could just tell immediately he's the guy who jumped off the page is like damn this is going to be one of the better players in the camp and he's only an incoming freshman. Wow, yeah, uh, Boswell that's a name to remember. I I can't imagine. Obviously we're going to see more in the fall at the fall leagues and we're going to see at the fresh soft camp. But I can't imagine there's too many better two twenty three no yeah guards than him. Yeah, and Laquan Cole from Sarah is another good one. He was at yeah. my camp. Uh, yeah. But Boswell, I think, was on. I think he's he was in the conversation for. I mean, for me, top performer, top, literally the best player in the camp. <laughs> Almost, like, yeah, like literally, <laughs> right? Yeah, yeah, legitimately top three player in the camp, regardless of class. Yeah, Boswell was, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, that's and, that, that's and that's saying a lot. A lot. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there was a lot of good two twenties and two twenty ones. In the camp, David Elliott, Jake Blazona, another yeah. from Santa Margarita, a really good 221 point guard. Um, uh, we're talking, you know, guys with 
Division two, Division one potential. And Boswell, I mean, without a doubt, I, mean, I don't like to project 2023 yeah. prospects to the college level, but I mean, if you're a Division one coach at any level, yeah. this is a guy that you need to tap in with. You can't tap in with him yet, but tap in with Coach Derek DeFabus at, <laughs> at Colony because this yeah. guy's really good. Yeah. And club club teams, good luck. Yeah. Good luck getting this guy. It's gonna be a it's gonna be a battle oh. for to get Kylan Bo- the services of Kylan Boswell. Because I, I told a lot of club coaches, I'm like, hey, good luck getting this yeah. guy. Well, maybe it's going to be a situation like the Amari Bay yeah, situation. Yeah, maybe go back and play. He might be playing for Mean Streets. He might, yeah. And that'd be, yeah. You know, for, yeah. just like Amari plays for um, the Mac River Fire a lot. So who knows? But again, it's a long, you know, we got the season coming up. So let's transition to uh, the next day, Devin. And some of those guys that were at. Um, our guy Alex Carmen, who used to play at Long Beach Poly, Beach City Hoops. He does a great job promoting uh, local players. And, you know, he had a all-star event with girls, a girls game and a boys game. In the boys game, the older group, which was the 220, played the 221 group. And the 220 group won 137 and 125. Uh, the event MVP was St. Mary's bound Judah Brown of Pacifica Christian. Uh, he was just locked in, Devin. He made a couple good defensive plays. He blocked a jumper. He blocked a couple inside shots. He ran the court. He got up court faster than everybody. And he yeah. finished over every uh, guys that are trying to challenge. He's finishing at maybe a notch higher, six inches to a, a foot higher. Yeah, he had 29 points Yeah, in the game. And, uh, yeah, you could tell it from the, from the, from the get-go that Judah Brown was going to be in the running for that because he just – he brought it like if you yeah. in that setting if you play hard yeah uh, and you put yourself in the right positions to be successful and stay true to your game you're going to be fine and what i liked about judah's game was he stepped out and he hit a number of threes he hit a number of threes yeah and that's going to be important for him on the next level especially playing at st mary's is being that guy who spreads the floor um because they they do get a lot of traditional post players there uh and, you know guys who dump, you know dump it down and they can get you a back to the basket bucket and judah's going to be the guy who can spread the floor and then be the slasher off the ball who catches those, you know, you know, uh, paint to paint passes and finishes around the basket. And yeah. he proved yesterday that, um, you know, there's no, there's on Sunday that there's no doubt he's going to be a, a solid piece to that St. Mary's class. And it's good because a guy like AJ Bergen, who also played in your camp and then went back the next day. Yeah, he played at SoCal he, Clash. Yeah, he played in the SoCal Clash. It's good for him to see, okay, now I'm playing with a higher level of athlete and a higher yeah. level because the shots weren't as easy for him to finish yeah and for other guys as well you know uh whether it's at and right um you know smaller guards hey you got when you guys get in there with some it's a little different yeah with some wcc and pac-12 level athletes you know that's a good contrast for so i'm imagine aj got a lot out of it to say hey you yeah know, he, you know he scored 15 points yeah. uh aaron got mad at me because i tweeted he had 10 points <laughs> yeah but yeah, AJ missed, way. he missed yeah. a wide open layup, so I I minus five points from his total. <laughs> Aaron uh, Aaron's still mad at me, yeah. I think. Yeah. Oh, Aaron, yeah. if you're listening and you're not mad at me, please text me. Yeah. AJ had 15 points. I know. Yeah. Yeah. I was just messing with you guys. So interesting. Who else did you like from the SoCal class, Ronnie? I, at right was he had 18 yeah. points in the first half and he was just making every shot he took. Yeah. Slowed down a little bit in the second half, but finished with 23. He had a good game. Yeah, I'm gonna be surprised if he doesn't end up as like a a very good like energy. S- Six man, you need ten points off the bench at the division one level. He's going to be that guy. Yeah, because he can just score in so many ways. Um, I thought uh, Big Bradley played pretty well. Big Bradley has shown, uh, you know, he kind of started off slow in terms of 
just being in the in the he didn't warm up as much as the other guy that I think came a little later. Just as uh like making his presence felt and he can hit some shots. If you leave him open, Bradley's starting to hit some shots. I don't know how much he's gonna shoot like that at Bishop Montgomery, <laughs> but he at least shows the ability that he can hit a shot. Yeah, I mean and keep defenses a little bit honest. A little you know? honest. Um yeah, I think I think Bradley is is using the summer to get as many of those yeah. shots out of his system. Mm-hmm. Because he when can. he goes back to Bishop, I was telling Matty K, I'm like, he's not gonna yeah. he's not doing any of that. He's going to bring in what he needs to. And I think hey, for Bishop, that's going to be very important because you take out Sierra Canyon out of the mix, there's not a lot of size, Devin. No. So yeah. Big Bradley plays well, stays out of foul trouble, and 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 can contribute a little more points than he did last year. Yeah. Bishop Montgomery is going to be good. They're gonna need, yeah, but they're going to need him it. to be good. Yeah, they're going to need him to be good. So I think that was good for him. And that was my overall point. It's just like if you look at some of these teams, they're just not big. Yeah. You know, whether it's Etiwanda, Corona Centennial. Yeah. Fairfax. Um, we'll, we'll get into it a little bit, but they're not that. They're just not six eight, six nine. They're just no, not. There's an, and that's kind of yeah. your point earlier about they're not being sized at, at my camp. Yeah. There's just not a whole lot of Let's size not, left. Yeah, yeah. There's not a lot of size. So, uh, very interesting. Um, Any T.J. Uh, Wainwright had yeah, 20, 26 points. He, he does what he does. He hit four threes. Tyler Powell, I thought, played good in, in spurts. He's strong. Again, he's another guy like Malik and another guy like. Bradley, he just wants to show that he can be consistent from the perimeter, and he continues to work on that. Um, you know, Brenton Napper didn't have a big scoring game, but uh, he impacts the game a lot. Yeah, I love Brenton Napper's game. He, he was at my camp. Yeah, uh, was at SoCal Clash as well. Uh, he's just a big time athlete, obviously, yeah. but he has all around game. Good defender, finishes in transition. People, people are surprised sometimes on the break when Brenton has some space and he gets up and throws down a dunk because he's. He's How five, tall nine. would you give him? Five, nine, five, nine, five, five ten. ten. Yeah, uh, and he's just like he's got like, trampolines on his shoes, right? Yeah. Uh, people are surprised that he gets up like that, but Brenton's a big time leader. Uh, he makes people around him better, um, and I think that's something that I mean, Colony with him, Boswell, and uh, Denim Dawson Jones, and I think uh, Coach DeFabis told me that he has uh, another six five incoming freshman yeah. who's really good. He broke his foot or broke his ankle, so. Uh, he's been off the market for a little bit, but Colony's going to be pretty yeah. good. And that's what I was telling guys, I think yeah. Clint, I might have been telling somebody else, Clint Parks, yesterday. I was like, if Colony has a guy 6'6", six, 6'5", six, six, <laughs> rebounding, yeah. Yeah. they're going to be right in the money. Yeah. And that's everybody. Like, if Fairfax finds their guy who's 6'5", six, 6'6", six, six, and can rebound, yeah. that's a big deal. And that's what we're saying about Isaiah Johnson and Bradley. Even if they play 80% to their potential, they, they're going to be really good, obviously, again, as they always are. So that was a kind of a good weekend to see some prospects as we knew, see some that we kind of uh, learned about, and there's other things happening in the world of high school basketball. I want to let the coaches know that listen to the pod locally and nationally that I got started with the Fab 50 process of sending out questionnaires. Uh, so you guys should see those in your your email inboxes. I'll be sending out more in the coming weeks as we prepare, prepare for the um, Bay versus LA game. And it's already happening, Devin. We're already halfway, almost halfway through August. So I started hitting it real hard in September in terms of getting kind of my preseason pecking order. And already it's already going to be happening because we got, okay, you know, people don't know this, but December 29th is the 30 day uh, transfer day. So how many games is Sierra Canyon going to be, you know, without their full deck? Are they, who are they going to play? 
Uh, are they going to have any losses because they're just a little shorthanded? You know, quote unquote shorthanded. Obviously, they still have good players that were there yeah, last we'll, year. Yeah, we'll see who's sitting yeah. the thirty. We don't yeah. know. We're not yeah. sure we're yet not. who's sitting the thirty. Uh, we don't know what's happening all there. Yeah. Um, very. It's crazy. Very interesting. Time and flies. Dude. Yeah, time is going to go by it's fast. Crazy. So that's why I wanted to jump on it. So coaches, look for that information. We already have information that you know Bishop Gorman that was uh, is a mythical national title contender. Um, they played Lalamere down to a double overtime at Geico last year. They're losing Isaiah Cottrell, West Virginia recruit. He's transferring. So, again, the new information always comes <laughs> right. in. And they have a good team regardless of without him. But, again, he's a big piece. There isn't a high school on the West Coast that wouldn't want to have him. Like, if they – oh, yeah, we're just having hey, – adding a 6 Talking about big men, right. Yeah, yeah. We're adding we're a 6 guy that can play. Yeah. So, very interesting news coming out. There's going to be more news, more movement coming out this week. Uh-oh. I heard, I heard your phone. Yeah. You, you did a cryptic tweet about yeah. that. And I was just talking in general about uh-huh. Fat 50 yeah, 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 and, yeah. and things sure. like that. Ronnie's phone's been blowing up. You can hear it beeping over there. It's been blowing up. People are, what's happening? Yeah. What's going on? Who who's moving? Who's out? (laughs) Who's transferring? Ronnie's Ronnie's got the Ronnie's got the plug, and he doesn't want to admit it, but he does, and he's got all the information. He won't even give it to me. So if you're texting him trying to get info, he's not going to give it to you because I can't even get it. Yeah, that's funny. So again, we it you know we want to be mostly positive and and uh, just want to keep people up to date of what's happening. And there's going to be some movement in terms of high school. Oh, you know, players or coaches? Coaches. Oh, uh oh. So, you know what? You know, it, it's going to be Ronnie's very interesting because the season throwing is throwing gasoline <laughs> on the fire right now. <laughs> the season is so young, but it's just happening so fast. You know, like you said, Devin B. I think it's because we have these events, and we have these events coming up, and it's going to be September before you know it. Right, and then and we're going to get into fall ball, fall leagues, and all that. And I might, I want one a fall league. Any coaches? Yeah. Hey, any coaches who are interested in uh, sh- one day showcase fall league? Yeah. Colony's gonna, we're gonna get Colony there. Yeah. So everyone's gonna want to play against Colony. Wants to play anybody? Yeah. So let's. I talk talked to Jerry. He wants to play anybody. So yeah. hit me up, hit up my cell phone, give me an email. Let's let's set something up here. We're gonna so do it somewhere. A couple guys that um, you know, we talked about Judah Brown. Judah Brown is scheduled to play in the Babers LA mm-hmm. Showcase. Uh, well, we're August release, 25th yeah, at Cerritos College. College. So go to bayversla.com. You can look at the tickets. We have a two-for-one. I think they're about $15 a piece. You get two games. It'll be nice, um, nice, you know, celebrity game. Pretty fun. Bring out the kids. I think the kids will get a lot out of it. See a lot of high-flying plays. See some fun things. Ronnie will be courtside. I'll be up yeah. in the nosebleeds at Cerritos College. Yeah. Um, so Judah Brown is playing. Um we extended an invite to Brett Napper. He should be playing. You'll like him. Uh, another guy who played in the SoCal Clash will be who will play in that will be Ian Martinez. Issa Silva's playing for the North. Um, Coleman Hawkins from Prolific Prep. Again, like we said, we'll re- another thing I was going to talk about and release this week is the roster. So that was yeah. another thing I was talking about. Peyton Watson for the he, South. Yeah. So it, confirm Sky Clark. Sky Clark's going to play. So. Again, come out and support the ball. Hopefully, you guys do and support the uh, YouTubers, the the the, the, the quasi celebrities or the you know, the, quasi. <laughs> the, uh, I, the you know influencers. Influencers, there you, you go. Know, I'm not sure what name they got. Some of them are very sensitive, Devin. They don't like they to, are be called, sensitive. to be called certain things. So I I, I don't. That's why I, I stay out of that. I stay out of that part because <laughs> I don't know how to deal with those people. They're they're just too big time for me. Yeah, I I'm more you. behind the scenes. You know that. Yeah. So. Uh, we appreciate you guys' support. Appreciate supporting those who supported the Who's by Uglin uh, Skills Summit, uh, who supported Alex's event yesterday. 
um, th- over the weekend. So anybody with any complaints about my camp, send your email to ronmflores at gmail dot com. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's yeah. that's my he's my he's my uh, public relations specialist. So, um, Devin, let's just talk a little bit about basketball before we close the show yeah. out. Um, other things happening, you know. What that, do you want to talk about? What do you yeah, what, what like, do you want to talk about? The uh, the NCAA. Oh, we're going the, back uh, to the NCAA. We're going to go at him again. Bit, okay. I guess to the NBA uh, and their rules. Yep. You know, everybody's making this big stink about. Um, like the Rich Paul rule on the restrictions for player agents, and then he did a a op ed in opinion ed in the um, al- athletic. Mm-hmm. Yep. And uh, then a few hours later on Monday of this pod, as you know, they rescinded that rule. So just talk a little bit about Devin. What's your opinion? Yeah. So the rule, I get to it. I just want to talk a little bit about it. The change was I think the NBA PA you had to be a, you had to be certified through them to be yeah. a, to represent. Players, right? Who were going early to were, the draft. Early, early representative yeah. players of the NCAA. You had to be certified through the NBA PA to you know, yeah. be able to give them advice and yeah. legal you know, yeah. uh, advice and things like that and represent them in uh, you had contract had a, talks and things like that. You had, had yeah, three years of experience. For, and you had to be eligible to represent uh, to represent college after considering the NBA draft early. You had to have a bachelor's degree as of before Monday. Right, you know they that was and it became a big stink. The NCAA, re- yeah, rewrote their rules saying you had to have a bachelor's degree. Yeah, um, and so Rich Paul does not have a bachelor's, bachelor's degree, degree. Yeah. Uh, and so people were saying, you know, Twitter went crazy. We're like yeah. the Rich Paul rule. LeBron yeah. was on there because obviously yeah. him and LeBron are boys. Yeah, uh, you know, kind of blasting the NCAA. And the <laughs> Rich Paul wrote a you know well written thing saying, hey, I, I I get it. Yeah, you know, I think that you should have to be certified through the NBA PA, yeah. obviously, and I think. Having three years of experience is, is a good thing. Is a good thing. It's he something it you should thing. have. And here, yeah. here's the thing: Rich Paul's not some random dude off the street who just yeah. is representing kids. Yeah. He's a guy who's negotiated yeah. multi-million-dollar contracts. I mean, we're talking like yeah. nine-figure, yeah. nine figures total of contracts he's negotiated in his time as being a player representative and player yeah. agent. It's yeah. not some random guy. Yeah. So to go to change that and you know require a bachelor's degree. I think we're in a point, Ronnie, where a bachelor's degree is so overrated Maybe. now. Correct. It's I'm, so overrated. Like, I'm you're doing, just in debt. I have a bachelor's <laughs> degree. I'm, I'm in debt. I mean, I, like, yeah. I have a bachelor's Did I need, like, you didn't need I went 80% for journalism. Of your classes. I didn't need any of them. I went yeah. for journalism. Yeah. You can get better journalism training by being a stringer for the Orange County Register yeah. covering a Division 12 football game. The yeah. first game I covered for the Orange County Register, Ronnie, yeah. was Brethren Christian. Okay. Yeah. Against okay. Arrowhead Christian. Okay. At Ocean View High That's School. Cool. The very first game I covered for them. Yeah. And it was literally, like, I think it was like a six-inch story, which is like yeah. 250 yeah. words. I didn't have time to get quotes. Yeah. And that, like, covering high school sports yeah. on deadline, uh, you know, without Wi-Fi and needing to, after a game, you got 35 minutes, or, you yeah. got to run to your car and drive to Starbucks okay. and file your story. That's the only training you need to be a journalist. To Understand your obstacles to understand deadlines. Yeah, and learn how to yeah. write. And learn how to write. Learn how to write in minimal yeah. time. Yeah. Get a quote. You learn how to interview different coaches who you have a coach who's a good dude and will give you anything you want. Then you have a coach who's a big time asshole and yeah. won't answer any of your questions. Yeah. You like just, 
That's you, what you, you got to know. You need a journalism class. You need to navigate the you water, so, supposedly. Like, like in, now, in those words. And I went to school because yeah. uh, a lot of the newspapers, you know, that was a, that was a thing. We need you to have a bachelor's degree yeah. in you know, journalism, communications, whatever. Correct. But again, there's no better training than on-the-job on training. Correct. Straight and up, I be thrown in the fire. That's what Rich Paul has, that's right? That's what Rich Paul mentions, you know? Yeah. He goes, hey, I didn't know if the NCAA adopted this rule because of what I did with Darius Baisley. But people are speculating, you know, and, and explain the Darius Baisley situation for people who don't know that situation. Yeah, he didn't play college ball. college ball, and he signed him. Did he got to deal with New Balance? Yeah, it was a quote unquote internship for a million yeah. bucks. Yeah, so I mean that's, that's a great. pretty good option. Yeah, so I think it turned people's heads, and again, it it has leverage. He has leverage. He the people know he's Anthony Davis and LeBron James, and I guess now. Um, the kid from Golden State Warriors agent. Yeah. You know, he just signed a, a full max extension. Yeah. Um, Draymond Green. He's yeah. his, he, he switched over to, to Clutch Sports Group. So the guy has a tremendous amount of leverage, and I think that's maybe what's scaring that's the scaring powers the, to be The more, NBA guys. Yeah, that's more scaring than the anything NBA guys. Is not the requirements and things of that. And he actually says in the story, and I'm quoting, I actually support requiring three years of experience before representing a kid testing the market. Uh, I can e- he's, I can even get behind passing a test. Yeah. But he said the, the four-year degree, you know, systematically excludes people. Like Rich- so my thing is that <laughs> I, I like people. What is showing that you have a degree do, Devin? Here's where Nothing. I like it. It's, it's, what it does show is that you can start something and finish it and complete a task. That's what it shows, like that you went to school. Okay. You got up to yeah, class. Sure. I went to high school. Yeah. I slept through every class and, yeah. and graduated. Yeah. Right. Yeah. That you can finish a task. That it, you can finish a barrier. That's yeah. what the thing I like. Maybe it shows responsibility. So in other words, if you get a four year degree, you you have a semblance of responsibility. I I respect. That's a good. Yeah. That's a good viewpoint. That's that's yeah. one thing you can yeah. put on it. But yeah. But as far as actual pr- practicality, means nothing. Right. I I've written thousands of stories. Yeah. I've. Yeah. I work for the Register. I work for Long Beach Press Telegram. I work yeah. for, I, I still work for LA Times. Eric Sondheimer, if you're listening, I will text you back. I've been busy. Yeah. I'll tell you about that Venice game in a second yeah. if I can yeah. cover it. But again, I've never missed a deadline. Yeah. Never been late. Yeah. Never been late. Like that's, that's you know, my, my copy is always yeah. pretty good. Well, uh, so that shows me that you probably showed up for the final at your classes. I did. <laughs> yeah. you know, you, and that's about that's, it. Because I was busy writing stories. I was busy writing stories. I was busy actually doing what, like, you wanted to do for a living. Right. I was busy yeah. getting on the job training. Like yeah. I'm looking at Rich Paul's clients right now. I was put on my computer and he's like he's negotiated contracts with John Wall, LeBron James, Anthony Davis. Yeah. These are max deals. Yeah. Draymond Green, Tristan Thompson, Eric Bledsoe, Jordan Clarkson, Ben McLemore, Ben yeah. Simmons. And he's not necessarily like, a lawyer. Why why does this guy need to yeah. have a four year degree? Like he's yeah. already he's already John Wall's got thirty eight million dollars coming this year. Yeah. And that and Rich Paul helped negotiate that. Yeah. So it's it's his it's stupid. Yeah, it's another his, um, NCAA controlling the, yeah. the 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 student athlete the yeah. way they want to, and and people who are around them, right? Who are yeah, exactly. Yeah, so exactly like you said, it, it's he has the experience. He's learned that experience, even though he's a fairly young guy. He's not forty yet. He's probably five years older than LeBron, four or five years older than LeBron. You know, they, he got that experience. So, like you said, he may not be a lawyer per se, a certified lawyer in the state of California, or yeah. nothing, but he can sit in a in a room and help negotiate a 10-figure deal, 11-figure yeah. deal. Right. I mean, forget the four-year degree. Right. What do you need? Yeah. Yeah. So that's very interesting. But um, kids, go to school. And let's also, like to, <laughs> let's also to- like to point out that 
everybody says, oh, they want to stop the next Rich Paul. But now, again, I read his story in SI. And what I got from that, to be 100% honest, is it was circumstance and him meeting LeBron that helped him get to who he is. There's no way around it. I didn't see any other thing when I read that story. Again, I'm going based on that story. I don't yeah. know him personally. So when people say, well, they're trying to sh- stop there from being the next Rich Paul, but doesn't there have to be the next LeBron James to be the next Rich Paul? Right. Another kid, young player, young representative is not going to exert that much influence and power unless he has a LeBron James client. Right. So you, there needs to be the next LeBron James if there's going to be the next and, Rich Paul. And, right. You get what I'm Rich Paul is not an idiot, right? Yeah, yeah, so like, yeah. if there's another LeBron James... Yeah. And LeBron James is certainly not an idiot. Yeah. Like, these guys are smart people. Yeah. So there's another LeBron James. That LeBron James Jr. or whoever it is is going to surround himself with very smart people. people. Or else he wouldn't be LeBron right. James. Right, so there's no yeah. issue. Then you got another yeah. guy in the business who is representing guys well and getting them paid the, yeah. the money they're, they deserve to be paid. Or in the market. Right. Yeah, so I, that's what I don't kind of yeah. understand. Everybody yeah. thinks there's going to be a bunch of young guys from Cleveland or inner city LA. They're going to be all these agents. No, no, they're not because they don't way. have they don't have a client to represent right. with <laughs> the leverage. Work. You gotta have the client, right? It doesn't yeah. work that way. It's all about who you know, Ronnie. You yeah. know that these days. It doesn't matter what you know. It's about who you know. Correct. So it, you it, know, you know, a big time CEO that he can get you a job. Correct. If your grandpa's a big time CEO of some company and you're just a bum of a kid, yeah. he's gonna get you a job yeah. because grandpa wants to help you out. That's and, great. And get dad off. Get, his get dad off his ass. ass. Yeah, that's it. Help the son out. Get dad off his ass. Mainly get dad yeah, off his dad, ass. Because dad's the vice president. <laughs> <laughs> and then the, the jerk-off kid needs a job. That's how these things work. Correct. That's how these things work. So, and that's yeah, fine. We, we wanted to bring that up a little bit because it's in the news. Um, is you any, any other topic you want to close the show with, Devin? Not really. I'm looking forward to the Bay vs. LA. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. Any... Uh, uh, I talked. I, I want to do a girls' year. camp. I want to do a girls' camp, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. you know, uh, the girls year. girls will take it more seriously. They'll, yeah. they'll, they'll work harder in the gym. Yeah, that's what I, that's what I've heard. Girls. I want I want I want you want to see first hand. Yeah, I want to see the the two foot jump stop, the pivot, the pass yeah. fake. Yeah, backdoor cuts. I want to see that. Let's do a girl. I'm gonna do a girls' camp, and you're coming. I'm gonna bring you. So let's go back to Bay vs. LA. What'd you like about last year? Well, you know, want to mention that Robbie Beasley, who was last year's MVP. Will be playing for the North. Uh, Evan Mobley was the South MVP. Hopefully, he can he can stop by. You know, he's been out of the country with USC. Looks like our guy Nyeka Kong was off to a good start so far for the Trojans. As expected. Uh, yeah, as expected. He's going to be one of the best freshmen in in, in college basketball. I, I feel biggest McDonald's um, All American snub in a while. Yeah. So, um, you know, that'll be interesting. Uh, we'll see what kind of MVP trophy they land out. You know, Robbie Beasley got a nice belt. You know, they kind of like kids love the belts. If you run an event and you and you do a showcase or something, no kids really like these belts. And the funny uh, thing some is, some of them are really nice. You know, they look like Ric Flair, yeah. the Hulk Hogan I like, belts. I feel like these kids now that yeah. were they grew up in like the the bronze era of WWE or WWF. Yeah. Like okay. when I was a kid, WWF, I loved that. Like Undertaker, yeah. Kane, Stone Cold Steve Austin, yeah. Ric Flair. Like yeah. I thought that was the dopest era of WWF when we were it's always know, evolving. WWF. Yeah. Now it's different, so these kids are all about the belts, and I like that. The I think it's pretty cool. It's yeah. pretty cool. So hopefully see you guys there. Again, uh, for more information, check out BallsLife.com this week, and also check out BayVersLA.com. So uh, that about uh, has yeah, that does do it, it for man. me. Ronnie, thanks for uh, obviously coming out. Thanks to everybody for coming out. Frank, Joel, Francisco, uh, 661 Hoops, my guy Paul Hernandez. He brought his son down to the Hoops by Ugin Skills Summit. Uh, we're going to do it again next year, obviously. 
Um, but yeah, I appreciate everyone coming out. Appreciate everyone listening into the In the Paint show presented by Ball is Life. If you like what you hear, please give us a, a like on iTunes and subscribe and uh, hit us on SoundCloud as well. Uh, we'll take all the listens we can get. And uh, until next week, Ronnie and Devin signing off. <laughs>